Hello, hello. Hey, up. What's up? What's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, privyet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a wonderful, wonderful show for you today with an exciting guest who is about to embark on something amazing. British adventurer Kat Withers joins the show. Next month, March 2021, Kat will be part of a small team attempting to row the 3,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean. They'll be battling the elements, seasickness, salt sores, and constant sleep deprivation. Kat is driven by her aim of bringing rescue to the thousands of people trapped in modern-day slavery. Kat and her determined team will be rowing two hours on, two hours off, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for an indefinite amount of weeks, yes, for as many weeks as it takes in their journey across the sea. For Kate's trip, she's aiming to bring rescue to as many people as possible. She is partnering with IJM, the world's biggest anti-slavery organization. 100% of the funds received will go directly to IJM. Pennies make pounds and pounds can bring freedom. And she stopped by the show to talk about this audacious voyage. When people ask me what my favorite conversations are from the show, I typically rave about the endurance athletes who are inundated with the mental toughness that allowed them to achieve the seemingly impossible. Most of the time, these individuals have already completed their daring athletic feats. But today's show is the first case in which we have an athlete joining any given runway before they set out on their journey. This time around, we were lucky enough to have Kat stop by before her extraordinary journey. For me, that's exciting because we'll be able to follow along. On today's episode, Kat talks about how she came up with the idea 10 years ago and why she decided to pursue it now. Kate also talks about the physical preparation and the surprising fact that she's not a rower. Lastly, Kate talks about the construction of a strong mental toughness that she will need. I know Kat is incredibly busy in preparation of her journey. I'm so honored to have her be part of the show today. In the coming days, Kat and her team will head down to Spain, and if all goes to plan, we'll be setting out sometime during March. For more information and to follow on Kat's journey, visit Road to Rescue on Instagram. And from there, she's got a link to her fundraising page, proceeds going to IJM. Thrilled for everyone to meet this amazing woman. So let's go ahead and bring on British adventurer Kat Withers, and let's learn. Kat, this is incredible to have you here. You're about to embark on a massive endeavor. So tell us about this rowing adventure that you have plan next month which starts next week technically so next only month. a few days away yeah so i am i'm planning to row three thousand miles across the atlantic so from tenerife in the east um which is part of the canary islands to antigua in the west um we are due to be leaving on the first of march whereas we've had a bit of a hindrance just because of travel restrictions at the moment um so we're currently waiting for those to be lifted i think they're being reviewed on the second of march and we'll know a bit more then, but apparently being reviewed every two weeks after that. So we will be going at some stage. It's just a question of when. Wow. Incredible. So first of all, where did the inspiration for this journey come from? Um, I think it was about 10 years ago. I first heard someone talking about rowing the Atlantic and it just triggered something in me. And I thought, wow, I'd love to do it. And just for kind of variety of reasons, it wasn't the right time for me, life circumstances. Um, and I think it's always something that's kind of sat with me. Um, but it's just, yeah, just kind of been a question of, you know, when when will be the right time. And I think the last couple of years um, has, has kind of really made me think about what I want to do in life. Um, and I guess just coming to the realisation that it's never going to be the perfect time. It's often never the right time to do these things. But life is short and I don't want to live with regret. So now is as good a time as any. Did the pandemic play a role in expedition of this? Because you've been thinking about it for 10 years, kind of simmering. 
did that maybe with the extra introspection that you had time for did that play a role in the decision to do it now yeah definitely I think it was a combination of factors um so my mum wasn't very well that sort of triggered um definitely the thought process just in terms of you know sort of I guess grabbing grabbing every opportunity that you can um but certainly over the lockdown just had a little bit more time to research I had a couple of friends and friends of friends who were interested but just weren't able to commit um and I think that became particularly relevant during the pandemic because people were a bit more worried about kind of economics and job status and all the rest of it um and I then found myself in a situation where I thought either I'm going to do this um and even consider doing it solo or not doing it at all um and the more I looked into it I started putting feelers out um and then came into contact with um this current team that I'm doing it with 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 now so it's been organized by one of the big boat builders called Rannock um and they were building a team of people like me who were trying to um who were trying to get across um but were struggling just in terms of getting people to commit so we're a group of 12 people um, who didn't know each other before we came together for the expedition. Um, but now, obviously, we know each other pretty well. Um, and yeah, that's how it came about. Was it easy to contact Rannick? Somebody actually suggested to me during lockdown um, that I may want to try and do the training. So obviously, there's a lot of training that goes into doing something like this physically, but also in terms of land-based training. So um, navigation, sea survival, first aid, doing all your sort of safety training. Um, and they, this person that I was speaking to said, perhaps if you do it, um, then you might meet somebody that's in a really similar situation to you. And it was quite a big hit to take financially. And I thought it's, it's too big a risk because most people that are obviously committing to do the training have already got their team sorted. Um, but off the back of that, I then started putting out feelers, contacted a few of the course providers um, and Rannick was, was one company that I contacted because I knew they had a lot of um, contacts within the ocean rowing sector. Um, and I just I just emailed um, one of the guys and said, you know, hey, look, this is something that I'm looking to do. Do you know of anybody else that's looking for team members? Um, and they came back to me straight away and said, we don't, but we're in the process of building this um, bigger boat. So bigger than most of the ocean rowing boats that they've previously built, which are for sort of four or five people often. Um, so this is a new boat called an RX-80, which is built for 12 people. Um, and they then asked if I wanted to trial out um, for that to be part of that team, which was aiming to leave this March. So. Yeah, it's come about quite organically, but that, that's kind of the background to it. This is something you've been thinking about for 10 years. What's the first reaction from friends and family? Like, you what? Going to row across the Atlantic? You mean, you're going to sail? And it's probably, they probably think, no, you're going to sail across, right? And yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, actually, even now, the number of people and I say, I'm rowing it, and they say, oh, yeah, you know, so you've got a big sail, obviously. And I'm like, no, you're actually rowing. And they're like, so just manpower. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, kind of mixed reactions, really. I think people that know me well know that I love adventure. Um, I don't know that anyone quite anticipated that I would be doing something like this. Um, but, yeah, obviously really supportive, um, which is great. But, yeah, often quite surprised. And you're not doing this just for fun. Well, it is going to be for fun. But additionally, you're representing I IJM. So what is IJM and why is that important to you? 
So the International Justice Mission um, is actually a US registered charity. I don't know if you've heard about them. Um, so they're the world's biggest anti-slavery organisation. Um, so they're tackling um, trafficking and modern day slavery um, across the developing world. They're an amazing charity. So about the time that I heard about um, someone doing the row um, that I mentioned sort of 10 years ago, um, I also heard a talk by Gary Haugen, who is the um, CEO of IJM. Um, and he used to be involved with um, the uh, investigations into the Rwandan genocide. So he was um, acting under the US government at the time. Um, and then I think when he came back to the US, he just realized that there were a lot of charities that were um, sort of reaching out and helping victims um, of mainly poor people who were vulnerable to you know sort of human crises um, but he also recognized that there was a massive gap and that there weren't people then that were um, helping in terms of upholding laws and that actually the, the vulnerable the poor within these countries were often falling outside the remit of the law so they weren't even being protected by their own justice systems um, so he started off literally in his back room with a couple of other guys and uh, yeah, as I said, now it's a huge global organisation. Um, I think they're working in around 13 countries um, to combat slavery and, and modern day slavery issues. So, Fantastic. I admire that so much. So what's the physical preparation? I know you're someone who's fit, loves to go to the gym, but this is different. It's an endurance race. It's a marathon every single day for two months. So what's the physical preparation been like for you? Well, believe it or not, I have never actually rode before this I year. Love the story's getting even better. I love it. <laughs> So I try. I did try joining a rowing team in Freshers Week at uni, and I got told that because of my height, I'm only five foot two, that I was too small and that I could be the cocks. And I thought, doesn't sound like my kind of sport. So um, yeah, that was it for a while. Um, I think with something like this, everyone will say to you, it's much more about the kind of mental challenge than it is about the physical challenge. So obviously being fit is a necessity, um, but it's yeah about kind of having the mental drive to get you there. So I don't go to the gym, but just trying to um, stay as fit as possible. So doing lots of cardio, running and cycling. Um, I was really lucky this year. So just before lockdown 2020, um, it coincided with me moving back in with my family. Um, and my dad had bought a, a rowing machine a couple of months previously. So that's been really handy. Um, so, yeah, I've been on the erg a lot. We've also got um, a coach in New Zealand. So he's a contact of one of the girls in, in our crew. Um, and he coaches the Wellington uh, rowing team in New Zealand. And he's he's been absolutely brilliant. He's basically set a training program for us every week. So just gives us a bit of structure, um, something to work around. And, uh, yeah, just means that we sort of know that we're on track in terms of strength and resistance training um so that's been good and obviously not too disadvantaged by the fact he's on the other side of the world because everyone's so used to zooming at the moment so he yeah he's been very happy to watch us on zoom and check our technique and um, try and make sure that we're avoiding injury as much as possible so that's been good you mentioned your past rowing team you were too short now do your current 11 teammates do they know your height are you going to show up and they're like wait we didn't sign up for this <laughs> Yeah, we have we have met each other, and so that's a bonus. Um, there's another um, woman on the boat who's similar height to me, um, 
but yeah we've got everything in between there's a, a couple of them are well over six foot as well so the, a broad range of us mentally it's going to be a feat of mental endurance so what are the mental health practices you've been using to prepare yourself um i can't think of anything specifically in terms of practices i think for me a big part of it is just being as physically prepared as possible um so knowing that i've done all that i can um that i know what to expect obviously physically training also just researching as much as i can speaking to people that have done it before um there's obviously going to be a lot of uncertainties when you're rowing an ocean you're never quite sure what what the ocean's going to throw at you in terms of weather and things breaking like things will go wrong it's an inevitable so just being as prepared as possible to deal with those things making sure that you're as safe as possible um and yeah i guess just having the right mindset i, I think also obviously the, the team element is really important so knowing that you're with people that have got your back that you really trust um, and even though we didn't know each other in my crew, um, you know, more than sort of eight months ago, um, I just feel already that they're an amazing group of people that I trust with my life. And I think that's really important when you're embarking on something like that. Um, I think also for me, when I guess when I'm out there and things are really tough um, because of why I'm doing it I guess you know the big sort of driving force for me is actually is is rowing for a charity that I feel really passionate about a cause that I feel really passionate about and I think just reminding myself of you know a lot of the victims that are that IGM are working with will be a huge pushback so when the days are really tough on those tougher days just thinking actually you know I may be having a rubbish day but in the grand scheme of things I'm actually pretty damn lucky. You mentioned the uncertainty that you're going to encounter. There's going to be a lot of it. Do you have contingency plans set up for every potential what if? Or are you and the team, are you just going to take it as it comes? Um, I guess we are trying to anticipate every possible what if. And whether we're able to do that or not, I don't know. I mean, even, I don't know whether you've been following it, but the Talisker Whiskey Challenge goes every December. It does a really similar route to what we're doing. Um, and the race has just finished, actually. The last guy um, came in earlier today. Um, and they, there were a couple of crews who had marlins. I don't know whether you know the marlin fish, but they're essentially like a fish with a big sword, like a swordfish, that, that pierced the hull of a couple of the boats. So it's, it's, not, it's not unheard of, but it's not that common. And within 24 hours, there were like two boats that had marlin um, beaks that had gone through the hull and, and basically created a big hole and they then one of the boats was a was a solo and they then had to sort of overcome this issue by trying to extract this big spiky object from the boat obviously you then have a, a big hole in the hull of your boat so trying to deal with that and you could you can't predict things like that but you have to be prepared to deal with them so um yeah I guess in answer to your question we're we're trying to make sure that you know in terms of the boat itself that if things go wrong we all know how to fix everything um, if someone's sick, we know how to deal with that as best we can. We don't have a safety boat. So one of the things about the fact that we're doing it as a solo boat, we're, we're a one-off. So we are literally just our vessel crossing from east to west. Um, but we have, we have a life raft on board if things go really wrong. And we've got satellite phones, so we're able to make calls um, if necessary. We've got VHF radios to make calls to see whether any other boats or vessels are in the vicinity 
so we have ways of communicating um hopefully it won't be necessary but they're there if we need them how can people support you on this journey i think spreading the word as much as possible um would be brilliant um so about ijm and the row and you know the reasons why i'm doing it i think just in terms of modern day slavery it's something that a lot of people today feel really removed from and don't realize actually how close it is to home um so there's lots of things that we can all be doing on that front in terms of um buying ethically looking more into kind of supply chains of products that we're buying on a day-to-day basis um in terms of the row for me yeah i guess just making people aware of of igem and and why i'm doing it and um obviously any financial support for igem would be massively appreciated as well um i've got a website so i've got a link to that which i can um can give people if necessary but the the website is called row to rescue and there's links on that and more information about the row and the charity and why i'm doing that Along the way, how can people stay up to date with, with the journey? Will you be posting? Yeah, so I've got um, an Instagram account, which is also the handle is at Road to Rescue. Um, so somebody will be posting updates on that as and when we're able to um, be, be sort of getting information back. Um, and then we're also going to have a tracker on the boat so people can actually follow the, the journey of the boat as it's progressing, if that's something they're interested in. Josh, I'm so excited for you. I'm, I'm happy for you. And uh, I'm just looking forward to following along the journey. But just thank you so much for today. I hope we chat again. I'd love to chat with you after you come back at some point. Today. Yeah, thanks, Randall. Best of luck. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Kat. Best of luck. I'm elated at your journey. And we look forward to having you back on the show to reflect on the experience. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. I'm here live. I'm not a cat. I can, I can see that. <laughs>